It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Can Dallas Cowboys cornerback Trevon Diggs have another big performance against Terry McLaurin here in week four? All that more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Brightco Jewelry and Watch Insurance. Brightco brings you comprehensive, fast, and affordable jewelry insurance for as low as $5 per month. Check out your special offer for Locked On listeners and get covered in under two minutes at bright.co forward slash locked on. That is bright.co forward slash locked on. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, what's going on, sir? Not much. Friday before a division game, which is always exciting. Uh, This Washington team looks to be a little bit better than the Giants, so we're going to have a little Mm -hmm. game in for us, but I'm excited to talk about it for sure. Yeah, Washington is definitely a better team than the Giants. They are more inconsistent, though, in, in the good and bad ways, right? I think they can be very uh, high variance. High variance. And, yes, yep. very, very much so. Uh, so let's go ahead and just jump into the preview. Let's start with the Cowboys' offense against Washington's defense. What does Cooper Rush and the rest of the offense need to do to have success in this game? Yeah, I mean, I think that despite the fact that that uh, this is a, a better opponent than than we faced last week, even on the defensive side of the ball, um, I I think that the game plan should be st- still the same. You know, it's it needs to be a, a, a balanced offense. They need to try to keep these guys off, um, you know, off kilter. Uh, so I think what you really, even more so than last week, you're really trying to avoid obvious passing situations obvious passing downs you don't want to let this uh, washington team get to tee off and, and and pin their ears back and rush the passer on a consistent basis you know i like the matchups i think the offensive line matches up uh, pretty decently against their defensive line depending on where you're talking about uh but i think that you, you don't want to test that in one area where you know that they may have an advantage is in the in you know pass rush so Keeping the offense balanced, keeping the defensive line specifically guessing, I think it's just going to promote better play. And then that hopefully will bring the linebackers into the play. And that's really where you want to target this Washington defense because I think that's where the, they are the weakest. So let's let's talk about the Cowboys' offensive line against Washington's defensive line because they are going to be without Chase Young. This is the last game that he's going to miss. Their interior defensive line is still really good. Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne. Those guys are problems. Do you would this be a game for you, Landon, where you would consider playing Jason Peters most, if not all, of the game just to kind of match up with their size? For sure. I mean, I would I would play Jason Peters as much as he feels comfortable playing. You know, if if I'm them, the Cowboys, uh, I, I you know I would honestly I would have circled this game as the game that if you're, especially if you're getting Peters to play guard that I would try to get him back in time to play at least a, a majority of the snaps, hopefully. 
if not all of the snaps, simply because of what you talked about. The, 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 the talent, the real talent on this defense is in its interior, uh, as it has been for, for several years. Those two Alabama first-round picks you know, have been playing up to that, that billing for a while. Uh, and I think that if you can find a way to control those guys, and, and, and that's the thing, is I really do feel like if you have Peters in there, Biotis has played a lot better football this season. I think we've been talking about Zach Martin. I think that you can find those guys a little bit better than maybe most teams can. And if you can do that, uh, I think that it's going to bode well for the Cowboys' offensive success overall. All right, let's talk about Washington's secondary because Mm. they've been a little bit up and down. Now, they didn't have William Jackson last week. He is expected to play this week. They, They still have Fuller. Uh, he's been a little bit up and down, but Washington actually leads the NFL in playing cover one, which means you should be able to make plays down the field, provided you have the time to throw the ball. Do you think the Cowboys will be able to make enough chunk plays in the passing game in order to have success? Well, this is one of those games where, you know, I, I think the big difference between the, the, the Giants and the and the you know, commanders uh, I, I will be kind of made up for uh, on the Cowboys side with the additions of Gallup and, and Schultz, right? Because I think having Gallup back, even if he's not, you know, full Michael Gallup, it, it just puts a threat who, of someone who can stretch the field a little bit. And I think someone who can beat one-on-one coverage down the field. So now you suddenly have uh, a couple of guys who you feel like can beat their man coverage, who can give you opportunities to kind of either open things up down the field or beat one-on-one coverage. Uh, and, and and I think if the Cowboys uh, are able to maintain a, a healthy pocket for Cooper Rush, there is hay to be made on the back end of this defense. I mean, they have good guys who can make cover one, who can play cover one pretty well. And, and I do, you know, generally like some of the safety play that they have. Uh, Cameron Cole, uh, Curl. Curl. Yep. I, I stumble over saying his name every time. Cameron Curl uh, is is a guy that's kind of been a revelation for them these last few seasons. Uh, he's played a lot better football this year, but I, I don't know that he's necessarily someone that you're going to be afraid to throw the ball down the field on. He's more of a kind of a run defender type player. So he's I think the Cowboys, right? Yeah, exactly. So I, I do think that the Cowboys can uh, uh, make hay against this secondary. Uh, but again, it's going to be about you know, finding protections. They got to find either find ways to win early with some of the stuff uh, and to kind of get passes going quickly. Uh, and if, if, you know, if, they everything starts to get tight they're gonna have to find a way to you know either through max protect or, or something else to find time for cooper rush to get the ball to deliver yep. the ball down the field because i do think there will be opportunities for guys like Gallup, for cd lamb maybe even noah brown almost all of cooper rush's big plays so far as the cowboys starting quarterback have come off play action right mm-hmm. sucking the linebackers in making throws across the middle of the field that's one area where washington's linebackers really struggle like yeah. Jermaine Davis and Cole Holcomb. They want to get downhill and they want to hit you and they want to show their athleticism. But if you can use some play action, get Sadie lamb, Noah Brown on some crossing routes, especially against single high coverage, you should be able to, to create some big plays. I'm not looking for the Cowboys offense to all of a sudden score 35 points, but if they can score 21 23 points and kind of control the clock and run the ball and avoid third longs. I think they could have a moderate amount of success. 
Yeah, they're not going to see any kind of exotic looks or anything. This is not like playing Wink Martindale or uh, you know some of these other defensive coordinators. You know, Todd Bowles. Yeah, Jack this Del Rio is not, not that defensive coordinator. Jack Del Rio right? is about as basic as you get. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, he's you know he's basically miracle bread. He's so white bread. Uh, so he's going to put out there very ba- basic flavors of cover three, cover one. The Cowboys should have tons of, of schematic answers there. It's just about executing to the point where they can, you know, make them pay for kind of playing basic coverage against the Cowboys. Really trying to refrain from a Jack Del Rio dust oh, up in the middle hey, of the field. Let, let's let's let's. I mean, I'll do a twenty minute uh, diatribe on on Jack Del Rio and how terrible he is as a defensive coordinator. If you want me to, no, but okay, I, I, I just thought I'd at. hint at it and then we can yeah, move on. That's fine. Uh, let's. <laughs> so many different things we could do there. Uh, let's let's take a break so we can talk about the Cowboys defense. Uh, but also want to tell you guys about Brightco. Uh, I've told this story now a number of times, but I had a friend went to go propose to his then girlfriend up on the Ferris wheel, dropped the engagement ring, and yeah, uh, you don't want to be that guy. You certainly don't want to be splattered all over the internet. The guys at Brightco Jewelry Insurance will make sure that you get a replacement for the full value of that ring, no matter if it's lost, stolen dropped or you just can't figure out what happened to it go to bright.co forward slash locked on it's the fastest easiest and cheapest way to cover your butt with the best jewelry insurance in the business these guys at bright car are absolute geniuses they've made buying insurance for your engagement ring your watch or whatever just so easy that you can get covered in two minutes on your cell phone you won't find a better deal on great coverage that's super affordable bright.co forward slash locked on we all hate buying insurance and the entire process but brightco has made it so easy for five bucks a month you can get totally comprehensive coverage and it won't take you more than two minutes on your cell phone check it out at bright.co forward slash locked on is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the lombardi trophy Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Landon, let's, uh, <laughs> let's talk about Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is going to need some Brightco insurance because I'm pretty sure that Micah Parsons is going to force his wedding ring down his throat at some point during this game. Yes, it's going to be a tough. Well, let's go ahead and talk about Parsons. Do you? Yeah. I thought Parsons, even though he was a little sick last week, was still phenomenal. Like he was still all over the field. Yeah. Do you expect him to be fully healthy this game? Oh yeah, yeah, I, and I expect him to have a big day too against these offensive tackles. They're they're not going to be any match for what he wants to do. Uh, Cosme is a guy that uh, you know we 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 watch coming out of uh, Texas, right? He's a Texas guy. Mm-hmm. Their um, tackles are good though. Like that's of their offensive line. Their tackles are certainly the strength uh, of their offensive line. Sure, yeah. I'll, go, I'll I'll go with that. But they're not a strength overall. I, I, Leno is not. Charles Leno is a guy who's been around the league for a long time. He's been serviceable at certain points for sure. Uh, this is way above you know his skill grade. He's not going to be none of the neither of these guys going to be able to handle Parsons one on one. They're going to have to direct attention to the Cowboys' pass rush in order to kind of slow it down. I feel like. we, we should also mention that Leno, um, I believe he missed some time last yeah, week. He did. He also missed some practice time this week with a back injury. 
when Leno and Cosby are healthy, I think they are a fine bookend tackle situation. Their problem is the interior of their offensive line, and it doesn't sound great. So their two guards are not good. Andrew Norwell, who has been kind of washed for a couple of years now, uh, he's starting at left guard. They are down to their third string center this week because their starter, uh, Wes Seitzer, uh, Schweitzer, Schweitzer, I believe uh, he's out with Schweitzer. Yeah, Schweitzer. Schweitzer. He's yeah. out with a concussion, so that means Nick Martin, yes, Zach Martin's brother, is going to start at center in this game. This is where Dallas needs to dominate. I wouldn't be surprised if Dan Quinn tries to isolate Parsons against some of these guards. How could you, Nick Martin? How could you? Uh, <laughs> well, he's just uh, trying to find a team at this point. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's not a it's an ugly matchup for Washington on the offensive line versus our defensive line. That's the one thing that I feel like is kind of similar to the Giants. Except I would say that I think that the Giants tackle situation. Well, Andrew Thomas is better than these two tackles, as far as I'm concerned. Yes, but the, but not Evan Neal at this point. So correct, and that's the hard part, right? Is yeah. I think Evan Neal is by far the worst of those, but but I do think that 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 you know you you're not as opposed to last week. I think you're going to be able to attack either side of this offensive line. Uh, whereas last week you were kind of, you know, not avoiding Andrew Thomas by any stretch of the imagination, but I mean, he was definitely the less. There was of a the clear weak, weak yeah. link that the Giants had, right? And then interior-wise, I mean, you know, look, you've seen a lot of improved play and great play from I think from Oso Digizua this season. The Cowboys have done a really good job with twists and stunts of of attacking the middle of offensive lines uh, and and getting. You know whether it's having to ex, you know exchange on a twist and making sure that you're keeping track, or it's simply kind of peppering the a gaps with linebackers and blitzes. Uh, you know, I, I think the Cowboys have found ways to attack. You know, all the way from a to, to the outside gaps. Uh, so I, I think that that's what you're going to see a lot of, especially obviously with Carson Wentz and mm-hmm. you know everyone who's listened to this show for a while knows how we feel and how the, the, what the truth is about Carson Wentz yep. at this point. Uh, that if you get pressure on him, which you know you will, because he will hold the ball until you show up for yep. him. Uh, you need to make sure to swipe at the ball because he will let go of the football. He'll throw it into your your guy's hands. He'll drop the football. This is an opportunity where the Cowboys defense, uh, maybe even more so than Daniel Jones, I think, because you know Jones has had fumbling issues as well. But I think Carson Wentz is a guy who is going to let you hit him. And, and well, he's he just does, not he as athletic as Jones is either. No, right? like certainly jo- not that. Jones yeah. could step up in the pocket. He could scroll, uh, you know, scramble out to his right and make plays. Wentz used to be able to do that pre knee injury, but that's just not. He's just not that guy anymore. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? Like we, like we talked about last week. What, what was the Giants' offense last week? It was uh, running the football randomly and getting a, a, a random, some random chunk plays, or it was Daniel Jones running out of the front of the pocket in the pass rush. Uh, and then either getting penalty yards or or just getting a nice chunk gain because there was no one there. I can't imagine that Wentz is going to hurt the Cowboys the way that 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 he did. So it, it's it's interesting, you know. I mean, as we talk through this, uh, I, it's very clear that this Washington team is a better a uh, better team than the Giants. Yeah. But I, but I I do still wonder how they're going to consistently kind of uh, hurt you if they can't find consistency at their quarterback position because. All their skill is at the on the outside, and that's where I get worried, right? McLaurin, yes. Samuel, Dotson. That's where I have concerns. But how is Wentz going to consistently deliver the ball to those guys? You know, in a way that actually you know gets. He's not. He, yeah. He's not. And actually, 
the Jacksonville game in week one is a perfect example. They were awful at sustaining yeah. drives. Like they, this is just not an offense with their interior offensive line, with their quarterback. And now, unfortunately, without Brian Robinson, probably their best pure runner that can sustain drives. So what they rely on is massive chunk plays on the yeah. offense, right? Terry McLaurin making plays down the field. Their rookie, Jahan Dotson, making incredible catches. To me, landing this game is as simple as if the Cowboys get Washington in the third and seven or longer, they're going to win. Like I, I'm not sure there's a defense in the NFL right now I trust more on third and long than the Cowboys. It's just can Dallas get there? Can they avoid giving up You know the, the home run ball early in the game that puts Washington up? If, that, if the answer is yes, they're going to be just fine on defense. It would be really, really great if J. Ron Kirsch was able to find his way back into this game. Oh, yeah. um, simply because I think, you know, what you're talking about, the, the key to that that gets forgotten in, in trying to prevent big plays is you can put, you know, cover two shell up the top. You can play quarters. You can keep it all in front of you. But if you can't rally to tackle and you can't come downhill and, and make a tackle, you know, short of the sticks, you know, they can nickel and dime you to death. So the Cowboys need to make sure that if they're going to kind of play, keep it all in front of them, you know, kind of play back a little bit, they need to make sure that when they're pulling the trigger to come downhill to make the tackle one-on-one with the guys that are getting the ball, they are limiting Yak to zero, right? Or at least Mm -hmm. knocking the guy off his plane enough that somebody else can come in and make the the follow-up tackle. That's where I think Curse, having Curse uh, as opposed to just Donovan Wilson, who, again, this is not a knock on Donovan Wilson because we understand what his game is, right? He's the Carson Wentz of safeties where it's like mm-hmm, it's bo- mm-hmm. it's boom or bust with him, right? Uh, but having a steady, reliable tackling presence like Curse, I think will really help the game plan simply because, A, he can cover a tight end, which is, which is something else I think you're going to need in this game, and, B, that ability to be a rangy tackler uh, short of the sticks will help get you into those third and long situations where you clearly have a huge advantage. Uh, now, one of the players or one of the matchups that I'm most looking forward to seeing is Trevon Diggs against Terry McLaurin because we've seen we've seen before this is a matchup that Diggs has kind of historically won, right? Like he he was fantastic last year uh, against McLaurin. He had multiple interceptions. Do you have the confidence that he can do it again? I think it's it's a tough matchup. I mean, I you know I think you know, if you go back even further than that, I, McLaurin had Diggs's number early in this mm-hmm. matchup when Diggs was a rookie. Uh, but obviously, Diggs has played a lot better football since then. And yes, these last two matchups, it's been all Diggs. Um, you know, I think that yes, that I, I do think that Diggs will have a positive game against McLaurin. I, you know, look, McLaurin's going to get his. He's going to probably catch the passes. He's he's the guy that they're targeting the most, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, Samuel is more the guy that's the movable chess piece that they'll kind of try to get interesting matchups. So h- how they cover him will be interesting, to s- say the least. Yep. But I think as far as the Diggs-McLaurin situation goes, it's a very good matchup for both sides. They're pretty even. I like what we've seen from Diggs these last two times he's played him. I expect him to follow McLaurin like he has these last few times. Uh, and I and I expect them to have some success. I mean, simply if only because I I trust the Cowboys' defensive line to get to Wentz and force bad throws yep. before McLaurin's able to kind of get to some deeper routes or or down the field to really really hurt the Cowboys. Just some stats really quickly of the Diggs McLaurin matchup. Just just last year, uh, ten targets for McLaurin, two receptions for sixty seven yards. He had one long 
uh, touchdown that was pretty incredible. Diggs did have an interception, six pass deflections by Trevon Diggs. Um, if he can slow down McLaurin and just not give up that big play down the field, really wonder how Washington's going to be able to create chunk plays. I know Curtis Samuel's healthy and Dotson has made plays, but McLaurin is really their game breaker. That's the guy that they need to, to have a monster performance in order to, to put up 23, 24 points against Dallas. Yeah, big plays are gonna might happen. I mean, that's that's the thing. Yeah. What you gotta avoid is consistently giving up chunk plays to allow them to continue to drive the football down the field. Yes. Uh, I imagine it to be a very similar game plan defensively than what you've seen re- previously, right? Where the Cowboys play a little bit looser until they get to their side of the 50-yard line. And then once they've got a little bit more yep. condensed space, they start working a little bit further down and they start challenging you a little bit more. So I would just look for that kind of similar vibe for the defense this week as well. Just really quickly before we move on, this is another game that the defense is going to have to win for them. Like, just like we said against the Bengals and just like we said against the Giants, they need to have like an awesome first half where they only give up six points or three points like they did in the last week against the Giants. They can allow the offense to kind of find their rhythm and figure some things out. If they give up, let's say they give up a first quarter touchdown and they give up 13 points in the first half, that's how Dallas loses a game like this where they're at home in their favor. They, they, the defense has to bail them out once again. Yeah, and, and I think that that can happen a couple different ways, right? Like you talked about, they, it's, whether it's getting them off the field consistently in the first half or you know starting to, to create turnovers in the second half. I, I think Which those are... We really haven't seen a ton yeah. of yet. They have one against Brady, right? And they had yep. one interception against Diggs. And that's all the turnovers they've had so far. So regression may be reverse, reversing course at this point. We may be getting a positive uh, regression at some point. But, yeah, look, I, I think this is a guy – this is a, uh, an offense that is uh, – that will give the ball away. You know, whether it's Wentz being uh, sack fumbled uh, or throwing it when he definitely should not be throwing it uh, or fumbles. I, I just think that this is an offense that uh, has given up the ball at different times uh, throughout – and has, you know, like I said, has a quarterback who has a made a career at different points of giving the ball away at times. So make, make him feel comfortable. Make him comfortable with what he's used to doing and, and allow him the opportunity to give you the football back, um, whether that's you know in putting them in, in disadvantageous third downs and then getting off yep. the field or putting them in disadvantageous third downs and taking the ball from him. Either yep. one works. Uh, and then, I, again, I think the other thing, too, is that would be really important is if they could find a way, instead of doing the kind of normal – uh, hey, wait till they get across the 50 and, and kind of really cut it down. If they are able to if, force them to punt on the other side of yes. their own side of the field, that's when you can start inviting in guys like Turpin and the special teams unit to really help uh, kind of help you as well because well, that's more complimentary football that you need help. R- remember the second game last year against Washington and Dallas, the same exact thing happened, right? They were able to get some three outs. They blocked a punt. They, they had some explosive plays on offense, and all of a sudden – that game was 35 to three or whatever it was by the third quarter. It's not going to be like that because your offense just isn't as explosive without Dak Prescott and everybody else. But this is a team that they'll give you chances to kind of get up on them early. I uh, hope, hope the Cowboys take advantage of it. One more thing on the defense. Washington has the oldest interior offensive line in the NFL. Nick Martin is actually their youngest interior guy. I think he's 29 and a half years old. Mm-hmm. Trey Turner, I thought, was washed up two years ago when he was on Carolina. They have to dominate that matchup. Like, this is a game, Neville Gallimore, 
Oso Digizuo and Tristan Hill all need to play well. And I don't think Tristan Hill played well last week. Gallimore still working himself into shape, I think, a little bit. They need to win. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and they should win. And, and, and if they can't, uh, it, you know, if Washington finds a way to start running the football consistently with the way that the offensive line is constructed and with the running backs they have, Cowboys are going to be in trouble. You know, yeah. like yeah. what they really can't do is keep this uh, Washington offense uh, the, give the Washington offense the ability to be balanced the entire yes, game. They have got to find a way to yep. stop the run early to force them to try to pass to win just to get yourself in the spots that you need to get the best advantage that yes. you have on defense. So definitely need to win that interior matchup simply to kind of start the dominoes of, sure. okay, getting them into third and long, and then that's where you have a chance to really hurt them. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's make some predictions uh, for this week four game. Again, in Dallas, 1 p.m. Eastern time start. Cowboys three-point favorites, uh, according to Bet Online. Landon, who, have you, who do you think is going to win this game and why? I still got the Cowboys. I, I do think that this is a Giants, uh, better the team than the Giants, like we mentioned. But you're playing at home. I actually think the matchups still really favor you, despite the fact that this is a more talented team. Uh, it's a styles make fights sorts of situation, and I think this is a bad style for the the Washington team to be facing, to be honest. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be a huge high scoring game. I don't think it's going to be a, a, a you know a runaway game for either team. I still expect it to be close in the fourth quarter. I'm going to pick a very similar score to what the Cowboys had last week, except I'm going to go with. 21 14 Cowboys. Okay. I think, you know, late, late touchdown in the probably middle of the fourth quarter and then run the game, run the ball down to get the game killed. So I think before the season, you and I predicted that the Cowboys would be two and two coming out of the, the first month of the season. And we were Sounds hoping right. for three and one, but two and two seemed pretty Reason. realistic given yeah. their schedule, right? Absolutely. And I kind of feel like that's what they'll probably be. Eventually, Teams are going to catch up to Cooper Rush a little bit. He's going to have a game where he has a couple turnovers. It hasn't happened yet. There's been chances. I just wonder off a short week if this isn't the game, but that happens. We saw Dak. Dak struggled in the first Washington game last year. Like He did not play well. He threw a pick six late in the game that almost allowed Washington to steal that one. Their defense can be challenging at times um, because they are pretty fast at the second level. I think this is a game where Washington maybe gets up a score early and the Cowboys are just never able to to take over the lead. So I'll take Washington 23-17 in tradition of me never picking the Cowboys to win. That seems uh, seems as reasonable as uh, any of your other picks. I well, say. I just want to make sure we're consistent, if nothing else, in this podcast, right? That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. We're consistent if Carson Wentz never yeah. is. Uh it's an NFC East game. I, I expect it to be close, though, throughout. Like, it's going to be hard fought. It's going to be relying on some probably weird bounces and some special teams airs, but should be a fun one. Uh, man, it's it's great to have NFC East games that feel like they matter again, right? Like, this is 
This is a lot of fun. Even uh, if we have to stoop down to Washington's level to make it a, a close game by having our starting quarterback hurt, it, it's still a little bit fun. Can, can I just say this? Uh, just just in case it does happen, if the Cowboys get to 3-1, and one, mm-hmm. even beating this Washington team, I don't even care how it looks. If it's 20-19 to 19 and it's as ugly as it gets, they are sitting extremely well after playing two of their toughest opponents, um, getting a little bit healthier, I think you have to be really excited if this team can just find a way to scratch and claw to a three and one start. I mean, this is a this is an improving team each week because it's young. It's it the plan that we had, had had talked about before the season is 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 ongoing. It's it's working. The problem is is that Dak's not here, right? Yeah. So but Dak will be back. He's coming back, he's getting closer each week. If this team can, can continue to improve with its young players, continue to get the experience you need. You know, this will be a big week for working Michael Gallup back into the offense, back into things. Peters will continue to p- play more and more snaps. You have a team that's improving, that's getting better week to week. Yep. And then on, to- on top of that, you're going to add Dak Prescott into this, and that will really finally kick this thing into full gear. So there's lots of opportunity to, for this, for everything yep. that the Cowboys wanted at the beginning season to still happen at this point. By the way, Jerry Jones and the Cowboys will never say it, but if, like, if Dallas wins this game, there's just not going to be the urgency to push Dak back on the field. And I know they're saying he's going to play when he's ready, but hey, if you're three and one, okay, you play Los Angeles next week against the you know in the the Rams and you lose, it's it's not a big deal. Well, it it takes the desperation out of the decision, right? Yeah, like, suddenly hey, you don't yeah. need to feel like okay, we got to rush Dak back because our season's slipping away. If it's on a steady course and you're still winning football games. Make sure Dak is healthy so that he can yes. take over for that last half of the game. You're getting good play out of Cooper Rush, as good as you can expect from your backup quarterback. Take advantage of that, and 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 if it, if that means giving Dak another week to be healthy and feel comfortable, and have a full football, week of practice, right, with no limitations, and that's really what I want. I'd like to, I'd love the the team, the Cowboys, to have enough wins stacked up where. Hey, we're okay giving Dak three full weeks of practice, so that way when he comes back in. He's 100% ready to go, and there's no limitations at all. I was just going to say, there is going to come a week where Dak's situation is going to be very iffy, where it's like, okay, yeah, he can grip the ball. He could try to play this week. He can throw it. And and, and if Cooper Rush was playing bad football, that would have definitely been the week that Dak goes in there. And there's a very high chance that it looks terrible. Dak doesn't quite get what he isn't quite back the way he wants. He could re-injure it or he could just look awful and and feel and feel terrible about how he's playing after after the game. Cooper Rush's ability to win these games and kind of keep the Cowboys in it means that you don't have to you don't have to rush Dak back that week. You can take the extra week like you did with Michael Gallup. Take the extra week. And really be sure that he's healthy before bringing mm-hmm. him back. And that ultimately will be best for what the Cowboys need long term. All right. That is it for today's show. Thank you for making Locked on Cowboys your first listen every day. Now make your second listen the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All the same places that you can download the Lockdown Cowboys podcast. Check us out over on YouTube. You can follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I am at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy the game. We'll see you guys right back here late Sunday night, early Monday morning. See you next time. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.